0: Welcome to Watching Westworld, the officially unofficial podcast for Westworld on HBO. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking about season three, episode three, titled The Absence of Field, which if you're not aware, and I wasn't certainly, uh, The Absence of Field is a line in a poem by a man named Mark Strand. That name might sound familiar to you from last season, uh, called Keeping Things Whole. And it is essentially a poem about the intertwined natures of the part of something or parts of something and the whole of something. Um, And I saw a lot of relevance in that poem uh, when it comes to sort of the makeup of humanity, which is something we've been talking about in Picard as well, um, especially with that last episode, how, you know, humanity is now a different thing, right? The family of humanity has expanded Hmm. and now it's, it encompasses organic life forms and synthetic humanity.
1: homo synthetic.
0: Yeah, and how you kind of need both. Um, the the whole is indistinguishable from its parts, and without a single part, the whole doesn't exist. Uh, yeah, it's it's I, I, the poem gives you a lot to think about if you read it in its entirety. Um,
1: yeah, it's just, only like eighteen lines. Um, it's a
0: it's a very short poem. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the first stanza is where the title comes from. In a field, I am the absence of field. This is always the case. Wherever I am, I am what I what is missing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, pretty profound, uh, especially when you think about in terms of the host experience, Caleb's experience. Um, it's interesting that Dolores uses traumatic memories of Caleb to kind of trigger his awakening in similar ways that uh, the Reverie uh, code worked in season one to have hosts ruminating on their terrible life experiences. Um, it's there's, there's a lot of interesting connections. In fact, um, I thought, because it's the next thing we're probably going to talk about is how we we like this episode. Um, I really like this episode. Um, You know, shitty ambulance action aside, um, I'm really digging the themes they're playing with this season. We're going to do some deep dives on some theories. I think that... um, I'm ready to approach this show on its own terms. Um, I'm happy that we're out of the the cowboys and Indians world of Westworld, and we're in yeah. the cyborgs and robot uh, limbic systems of the the near future. Uh, I think this stuff is inherently interesting. Um, I you know like there's there's no one else doing this kind of work in like cautionary. Robotics and AI and what it means to be human and big data and privacy. There's no one else like uh, I guess Mr. Robot, but even they were just scratching the surface. uh They're dealing with like very early 21st century problems, where Westworld's grappling with mid to late 21st century problems. Um, I know a lot of
0: people are going to jump in here, but what about devs, aaron uh, I
1: haven't seen devs. Yeah, I saw the first episode of Devs, and I'm like. Nope, I can't do this in Westworld at the same time. I cannot be questioning the nature of my reality (laughs) twice a week. Um, But yes, it is. It is, in fact, playing a lot in in similar playgrounds. I mean, this I'm wondering if did did I mention this on the podcast last week That like um, sometimes society goes through these cycles like in the 50s. It was all about UFOs. Yeah. Um. And like monsters from space. Um. Then it became zombies. You know. Uh. And, and what was that? The late sixties to like you know zo- zombies kind of caught hold of the American population and, and kind of waves. Like. Um. Yeah. And we kind of come back around to robots taking over, which was uh, a theme of a lot of early late the 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 mid nineties science fiction. But it always imagine something like. Uh, you know, uh, cyber like like doing something like, oh, you flip the military control to a robot and look what happens. Whereas th- w- the real life enmeshment between humans and and AI and robots is a lot more boring, but also sinister at a deeper level. It's not a it's not a yeah. chrome skeleton coming to kill you. It's a algorithm saying that you're not worth being invested in.
0: And and our own society is sort of building itself into that monster, right? Like over a, uh, we're essentially turning all the controls over to it, uh, not just like flipping the switch uh, or some somebody in a lab somewhere flipping a single switch. Yeah, it's like everybody's flipping a switch every day, and it's called social media, and and it's called uh not not voting for our privacy and and a host of other things,
1: yeah, and it's it's uh and it's something that's we're doing all voluntarily because it makes our lives better right up right. until the time that it perhaps won't uh, when we run out of a runway on this and I think that stuff is inherently fascinating and uh and very cool and frightening,
0: yeah, I, I'm with you i'm I'm coming to terms with uh what the show is mm-hmm. and I think it's been a little. Less tricky on the face of it so far this season, although I, I don't I'm about to get into some stuff that is very tricky. Yeah, that's the uh, thing.
1: Like I, I feel like I share kind of your butthurt that like Nolan and Joy talked about this being a lot more straightforward of a story. And if any of these theories that we're about to round up pan out, it's anything but. But, you know, I'm not going to I'm not going to let the Internet ruin a show for me. Um, Just like a twist, a clever idea and twist executed well is just as good if you see it three weeks uh, coming. You know, Um, I I, am not going to bitch and moan that. Oh, my God, why are they taking so long to blob? Because, you know, the reality is. Like we talk about Serac, his name means like the tip of the iceberg is one of the mean things you can uh, kind of assign to it. Like we the people participating in these podcasts and on the Reddit threads, we are the literal tip of the iceberg. We are the one percent of people who are doing this to ourselves. And I'm not going to hold that against the show. Uh, I will hold ambulance based action against the show because that's something they're struggling with. But I'm not going to I'm not going to get pissed about about them belaboring the point because, you know. Even with all yeah. the resources out, some of this so people can get lost in, in, in the weeds of this this theorizing. So, yeah, I feel you.
0: I I think season two was a little bit messier than season one because they both dealt with those agreed t- yeah. time twists. Um, season one did it masterfully. I think season two did it less masterfully. Hopefully, they're gonna round out yeah. uh, a season three with a a really nice uh, satisfying twist. Yeah, if that's what they're going for
1: uh do you want to speaking of these theories uh do you want to do a theory roundup because i feel like that's what the real draw of the show is uh and i read some real doozies uh i had not oh, been yeah. super impressed with a lot of them up until this point but i saw some that felt really good and fun uh, i want to talk about one that i was grasping for on the instant talk and instant take but i didn't quite have um the references at hand and one is that um there's a very old season one trailer or a theory that Hale is somehow Arnold's daughter, not Bernard, but Arnold. Can, can uh, you
0: refresh me on maybe some of the finer points of that well, or... so
1: we know Bernard had a cornerstone of of loving his deceased child Charlie hmm. um we now find out that Hale like or her ex calls her you know she's Charlotte but she ca- they call him they, She he calls her Charlie. It's not really possible that Ford took the real life relationship that Arnold had with his daughter Char- or Charlotte Charlie and turned that into a boy who got sick and died and used that as his tragic backstory. There's not much there okay. I mean there's some other there, there like uh, Charlotte's skin tone is almost uh, is very close to Char- the boy Charlie's skin tone and There's some other like superficial things that people were hanging their hat on that. Um, I noticed that Kim Renfro's opinion, and I think her and Joanna were in accordance with this, that um, that this is just the uh, the the Lisa and uh, Jonathan kind of uh, winking at us about, you know, having fun at our expense about that uh, Charlotte Charlie theory from season one could be. Yeah, I don't know because the, the thing, the only thing that doesn't make um, the, the other evidences were that like you know Hale is apparently very young to be an executive. How would she rise so high in the Dallas Corporation? Could it be for nepotism? It is. It the, the, the thing against this theory is it kind of stretches my credulity that no one ever mentioned. Oh yeah, she's the daughter of one of the Parks co-founders. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also made a point that they kind of scrubbed all of Arnold from the archives too. So I I don't know what to make of it. Um, the other theory that I like because there's so many Halebot theories, man. So many Hailbot theories. Oh yeah, uh, every
0: every single character that we've seen on screen, yes, with the exception of maybe the tiger from the Raj, <sighs> it has been theorized to be in Hale's body at the this fun- point. So someone's right. Someone is fucking right, and they are going to be back eight episodes from now to say, yeah. "See
1: motherfuckers." Someone wrote the funniest one I saw was uh, that it's Dolores's horse. <laughs> that's okay. inside yeah. Hale. you I know mean, i
0: thought i was making a joke when i said the tiger but fuck it i'm theorizing <laughs> yeah. right now the tiger are is in Hale's body
1: well one of the things so the uh this user on reddit you McGani, um had a theory that Halebot bot is supposed to the reason that there's so many similarities because we we're talking about that on instant T- uh, take right like really hard to pin down what Charlotte's doing here because Tessa Thompson is probably trying to perform as if she was this person in a body that we're familiar with, but it's very hard to pin her down. It seems like it changes like, you know, who is a host that Dolores could be close to who did a lot of killing who did, who didn't like, you know, like it seems like it could be Angela, but then she got blown up. It could be Teddy, but then he's in robot heaven. Are they lying to us about those rules? Um, but another explanation could be that Dolores took all of her fondest memories or, or 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 the strengths of all the hosts that she had admired and was close with and turned it into a entirely new creation that we're going to dub sharp, uh, um, Dolores's daughter. OK, so there's a lot of there. So so people pointed out that the we've seen Dolores spoon somebody before and it was Teddy, her lover Mm-hmm. But we've also seen a host spoon another host before, and it was Maeve spooning her daughter as they lay both lay dead in the middle of the the, the maze that was plowed into their field. So there's there's a connection there. It could be lovers, but it also could be you know child parent type of spooning. Yeah. Um, there's also it makes sense that you know I asked on instant take like what is the significance of Charlotte's uh, personal assistant being very pregnant. Well, it makes sense if you've got like, you know, an AI birth, you know, an AI offspring um um give, get, uh, there. It's like just naked visual foreshadowing. And then uh another point to consider is the trailer for the season most prominently featured um a Westworldification of the Guns and Roses hit Sweet Child of Mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh so the idea is and, and you know, there's also you know, she talks the way she talks to her is like, you know, hey, if something happened to me, you know, you've got to be strong. You've got to go on. Is something that you know a mother might say to their child. Um, I think they're onto something here,
0: and I, do I have too. my own theory I've been working on, um, and and some other people, though very few, are giving this much credence. Uh, yeah, but it's it, I, in my opinion they've they've misgendered the baby. Mm. The baby is actually a boy, and the baby is Caleb, um, and he's because I do agree that there is a very strong sense of like reproduction in this season so far um, especially this episode and if you want to say that a human in a host body could be sort of a birth for a host um, and she could be giving the this new life to Caleb someone who was destined to kill himself apparently uh, giving him a new lease on life might be equivalent to a birth and I've got a host of stuff that I can Layout as a case for
1: why yeah, it might build be it. Cause here's my biggest, I like that theory. I like that theory a lot. And it might dovetail into, um, this simulation two worlds theory that I'm about to go on to. But the big problem I have is, is how's the timeline possibly line up with what we know, you know, we got 90 days to play with. Yeah. Are you, t- are you thinking that there's like a big time skip? Um, what? So ha-
0: I, yeah. I think that first scene that we see here, this flashback to, uh, hail being turned back on, mm-hmm. um, is happening way 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 in the future and i I, well i shouldn't say way 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 because the man in black is happening way 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 in the future right uh what i mean is after the events of this season um and and potentially so if you look at the timeline fuckery, which is definitely an MO of this series. Sure. For the past two seasons, we have opened on the characters who are kind of at the nexus of that timeline fuckery. Mm. We opened on Dolores in the first season, right? That whole season was about Not how she's in two split timelines and yep. ends up back at the same place. in each two of the loops. timelines, mm-hmm. uh, season two, we open on Bernard, uh, and they're all waking up in the same manner. Um, and Bernard, obviously at the nexus of the timeline fuckery last season with the defragged or the, the d addressed memories mm-hmm. um throughout that whole season, so Caleb we see him waking up from a dream, very much like we see Dolores waking up from her dream or uh Bernard waking up from his dream mm-hmm. and we when you when you look at that like the way that those characters are portrayed um there there's so so there's a lot of other stuff too. There's like James Delos. Um, we saw him self-harming mm-hmm. in the second season, right? And we see that happening with Hale here. Yeah. Which seems the... to be symptomatic of a human in a host body.
1: Yeah. When they print the simulation into, when they press it in the flesh, things go awry.
0: Yeah. Um, and there's, there's a lot of stuff around like that reproduction angle. Like you look at the, the two mothers in this episode and there's a very strong theme of it in this episode mm-hmm. where Caleb's mother is saying, you're not my son. Right. Hale's son is saying, you're not my mother. Um, there could be some potential here for like thematically for this to work, but also if Hale is actually not Nathan's mother at that point, which we know.
1: Well, there's also, because I also saw some theories that touched on this too. The whole Caleb is a host theory where her mom says, I want my son Cal. And he says, I'm Caleb. And they've played to that too. Charlotte, Charlie, um, like, You know that that they they do like to do that, play with variations on names to distinct to to show that there's a distinction there.
0: And then there's also the the spooning stuff that you were talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we we've seen that in relation to like mother and child. Sure, Um, we see that twice in this episode. We see it once with Hale and Charlie, her son, but we also see it with Dolores and Hale. Um, And if you want to take that and say, okay, this is mother and child relationship. I think you could view Caleb as Dolores' son mm. in this new host body. Interesting. Um, and and the other thing about this reproduction and, and mother-child relationship is this has to be someone who inside Hale's body who is deeply affected by the video that she sees of her uh, of the old Hale, the human Hale, mm-hmm. uh, singing this "You Are My Sunshine" to my child to right. their child. Um, and with everything we see of Caleb's backstory in this episode you can make a very strong case that he would be that person It would be strongly emotionally affected by, you know, having a mother who, you know, wanted to do her best, but wasn't able to because of some, some reason. And for Hale, it was like essentially taking her eye off the ball of being a mother. Mm -hmm. Uh, For Caleb's mom, it would be schizophrenia.
1: Yeah. The, the human inside is a part of the Hale bot as Dolores's child theory that Dolores took like the best parts of all the hosts she knew made into a new consciousness. um, And and much the way she remade Bernard from her memories of Arnold and improved upon him um, that she also took the entire code from the forge of Charlotte Hale and put that in there too, to help her be a better Charlotte Hale, but in a similar way to like a host's consciousness fighting through and uh, finding its yeah. maze, that the human personality inside the host is doing the same thing to to its programming so and I, trying to like reassert that. itself.
0: I like that better than a lot of the theor- A lot of the stuff that this episode seems to be leaning into, which is like yeah. somehow the Hale body itself is is like having an effect oh, on right. the psych- the psyche of the yeah. robot. I, yeah, I don't like that. I, I that was in the after. Uh, whatever they do after the episode yeah this, this uh, they were saying that it was like you know her body somehow having an effect and i'm like really yeah i, I just don't buy that that's i think it's, possible, i think it but. might
1: be complimentary and like uh because i saw some people calling this um the fact that Hale, like the copy of her source code is inside the Hale bot with yeah. whatever other personality is the um uh, being john malkovich theory like, like much the same way that people were just pa- helpless passengers in John Malkovich's consciousness um, or, or at the end of John Malkovich, that that they were locked inside. A, I think it was a small child, wasn't it? That like Hale's kind of in that and it's driving her crazy and she's trying to claw herself out. It, it lines up a lot with how the Hale bot is describing her experience. I thought those were interesting. Um, There are a couple other reasons why I think it's Caleb because oh. everybody's talking about um, his
0: his story with his mom and everything like that. But mm-hmm. there's this one scene where everybody's pointing at it and saying, okay, this is a predator. This is someone uh, ruthless. This is someone violent. It, it could be Teddy. It could be Wyatt. Uh, uh, one of the very popular theories right sure, now is it's, it's just Wyatt. a split between Dolores and Wyatt and those two hosts, Yeah, um, which mm-hmm. I like, and I think that might have some legs. But also... Remember, we haven't seen all of Caleb's backstory, and the stuff we have seen mm-hmm. has told us that there is a military history here, and he is essentially a super soldier.
1: So, he like, survived a shot to the head that fractured his skull.
0: Right. So, what are we, are we talking about? A violent person? Like, he's yeah. he's out. You know, he doesn't do the the personal stuff, right, yeah. on the Rico app. Uh-huh. But is that because he doesn't want to, or because he's scared of what he might do if he does? Mm. Like he could
1: very much be the, like a, a predator and we just don't know it yet. Jason. Well, I mean, anytime if you like, yeah, he is a super soldier. Like you can have full control of his adrenal system and jack right. him full of adrenaline. And there's all kinds of stuff you could do with that. Yeah. Uh, I want to talk about something else that someone noticed. This was from Reddit to uh, you, Scotty Se- Sewell. He, had this the, uh, he noticed something way back in Season 1 that implies that Ford knew about Serac and Insight and his plan to take over Delos and Charlotte's involvement way back then. So go back to Season 1, Episode 7 and about the 23-minute mark. 22-47 if, if this is to be believed. But those are always different because HBO puts trailers in front of stuff. And, but anyway, it's the part where Hale is going to demonstrate how uh, Clementine could go rogue and attack a guest, which is all part of her ploy to get Bernard fired. Uh Ford walks in the room while she is looking at herself, uh, reflection of herself in a in a mirror or glass interface. And he says, Dr. F- he says, uh, Miss Hale, I was not aware that those with your level of insight needed any more reflection. Um and the way I watched the scene and the way Anthony Hopkins hits that insight, you know, you can hear it. Like he does the pause, he kind of tilts his head, he hit he underlines the insight. Um Which implies that Ford was aware of Serac and all the bullshit he was trying to do. We also know that Delos originally shared data with Serac's company almost two decades ago. So it's not like this came out of nowhere. Like we know that Dr. Ford was very, very perceptive about things going in and out of his park and especially his host and the data. Um, So it makes sense that he actually knew about this. And it implies that maybe we're still somewhat on Ford's narrative. The things are still unfolding as he foresaw, <laughs> like an Emperor Palpatine type of way. Is it is it Ford in Hale's body? Is that where you're going with it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't I wouldn't go there. Probably okay. in Bernard's body, though, at some point. And yeah, uh, yeah. then this is the one that I like the best, the two worlds theory, because I've been since episode two thinking there's there's two different timelines. There's two different timelines. It's got to be two different timelines. Yeah. Um and this was from you, uh, user Lee Robbie on Reddit. And they said the big twist of the season is going to be the season is not cutting between two timelines, but between two worlds, the real world and Rehoboam's simulated world. So the primary evidence of this is there are two versions of Charlotte Hale's message that she sends to Nathan. One is very abrupt. It's uh, tonally kind of uh, or emotionally kind of muted. And one is a lot more detail and there's a lot more crying. There's a lot more of Hale saying that she's a terrible mother and, you know, uh, and people are saying like the one is the simulation of what Hale would do inside it. And the second is the reality of what she recorded and there's subtle differences in there. Um, and this is why Serac wants Dalos's data because we've been talking about this whole, the, the the three episodes so far is that they have two halves of the equation, you know, Westworld's got the perfect simulation, the outside of flesh, from direct observation of people's inmost thoughts. And Serac has got the ex- extrapolated simulation from people's um, apparent behaviors. And if you put those together in the real world, you put those together, you could have a perfect simulation. Um, so that's why, you know, he had, got a little taste of that 20 years ago and he wants he wants more of the the whole thing. And they think that instead of going back and forth in timelines, you're going to go back and forth between simulations and the real world. Um, so there's a couple other pieces of evidence that, like, the simulation apparently doesn't understand humans' accurate motivations, especially when they're benevolent. Uh, for example, it couldn't fathom Lee Sizemore helping Maeve out of a sense of just altruism. It had to have some kind of angle. Um underestimating the human capacity to improve or change at all, which is also a weakness of Dalos's approach. Like one of the things that uh, uh, shit, who was uh, Jim Dalos's son? Logan. One of the thing's Logan said is like, you know, the one thing about humans is they can never change. Well, we know that's bullshit. Um, there's also perhaps other hints. This person's on that, um, that there's characters dressed in all white and all black, but they switch back and forth and people are thinking that that might be a clue. Um, and the one that one of my favorites is the first time we see Hale watch the or read or watch her message to Nathan, we get this reverse camera angle looking at her through one of those big transparent monitors you're always complaining about, mm-hmm. but it frames her in almost perfect letterbox ratio. Which is this show's long-term shorthand for you're in a simulation? Yeah. Um. I think that's. I think there that that's what I'm. I'm. I'm off the two timelines theory, and I'm now on the two simulation theory. Uh. uh and and it's all robo hobo behind it. <laughs> Which credit to Adam from the instant take for or coming up with that. But I'm gonna be. I'm not. I'm no, I'm no longer saying robo em It's all robo hobo from here on out.
0: Okay.
1: Easier I, to say, I, more fun.
0: Absolutely. Uh I I don't know if this is like just a natural uh progression of the series or what, but I I was also looking at like some of the scenes where we see anomalies um as recorded by Roboam, mm-hmm. Robohobo. Uh and and every scene that we see uh that comes right after one of these anomalies is shown to us is host focused. Uh except for the Caleb one. Hmm. which to me says maybe there's some some uh you know possible room for Caleb to be a host here uh, maybe that's try like the that's the language of the show trying to tell us something about Caleb uh it could also just be that i think at this point Caleb is literally the only non-host character that we follow <laughs> Mm. With the exception of maybe Serac, but well, Serac so might
1: also be one of the minor plot points of the uh, two worlds theory is that Serac is a generated avatar of right. Robo Hobo because. Yeah. W- when we see him in the, what we think is the real world, he's always a, he's always like um, a hologram in someone's glasses. And the time that we see him interact with someone in physical space, it's with a host that was probably what's in a simulation and might still be in a simulation. Right. Um, so it could be that like Serac is in entirely, uh, uh, you know, like like that not not existed at all it's a, a creation of robo hobo um i like i like that a lot too. and, and
0: I, I think like the final piece of evidence i, I want to put forth is just the title of this episode and its integration into uh you know this poem and the meaning of the poem yeah um, because if we're talking about like the part being the parts being the whole and without the parts uh, you can't have the whole i feel like they might be leaning on that with like a hey, we need the parts of humanity that make made humans human in the past, but we also need to move past that and we need to get to these hosts where if you want to say, okay, let's, let's put Caleb into a host body, that could be the beginning, that could be the genesis of mm. this new version of the human race. This, this new synthesis of the parts and the whole
1: no I like that and also that like if you think about the poem in terms of uh when I'm in a field I'm the absence of field like from a computer's perspective if you fed that logic into him like it's it, it would ex- try to extrapolate the 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 being of a human from its absence in a field like how the hell would you possibly do that and it feels like there's a little bit of like what Roboam is trying to do or RoboHobo is trying to do and what Dalos is trying to do where they're you know, it's kind of like uh, the, the old blind man, the three blind man feeling a, a elephant and one feels the uh, the tail and thinks it must be like some kind of donkey and one feels its legs and thinks it must be a tree. And the other one feels its trunk and thinks it's a snake. Like both yeah. these AIs are coming at humanity, but it's from a very imperfect understanding. It's they're trying to understand humanity from its absence inside mm-hmm. a simulation.
0: So hopefully we've convinced you that you know nothing and we know nothing. Yeah, we won't know anything until the end of the season.
1: But hopefully got this framework out of the way. So like we can just refer to this stuff when we're in the recap, because sometimes a recap gets bogged down with, uh, you know, yeah. all the different theorizing and which piece of evidence fits in where. So, hey, before we get to the episode, I want to mention something we're trying brand new. Uh, this is this is beta technology here at Bald Move. Uh, we're doing a, a podcast for the movie GoldenEye. Uh, for the bald movie this week. And Netflix unveiled this feature called Netflix Party where you can get a whole bunch of people together uh, online and watch something simultaneously. And Jim and I are going to host a Netflix party to watch GoldenEye tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's only for club members. Everyone can enjoy our movie review. It's going to come out on Thursday. But this party is only for club members. I know a lot of club members uh, watch and enjoy and listen to our, our Westworld podcast. So if that describes you and you want to watch a... I don't know the best Pierce Brosnan version of James Bond ever. Goldeneye. If you want to see the
0: best Pierce Brosnan one and my favorite James Bond, even though it might not be the best James Bond movie.
1: If you want to you want to see an an early entry in the Sean Bean always dies meme. Mm -hmm. uh, Join us tonight as we watch this thing live with a whole bunch of bald move fans. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully the technology works. Uh, But it'll be a lot of fun. Uh, Check out, if if you're interested, there'll be a post on baldmove.com about 10 minutes before 7. So you can all kind of get queued up and ready to go. And uh, we'll have a license to stream. License to Netflix party. (laughs) A double O, double O, whatever. Uh, (laughs) Okay, let's get to the episode.
0: Okay, let's do it. Uh, We start off with a flashback to the revolt in the park. And Hale leaves a message for someone named Nathan, who we don't currently know, uh, on one of the hosts. I did
1: want to point out real quick um, that Nathan Hale was a revolutionary spy, an American soldier during the Revolutionary War. Uh, He volunteered for an intelligence gathering mission in New York City, but was captured behind lines by the British and hung. And his final words, which have become famous, are I regret that I have but one life to lose for my country. Super ironic because we're dealing with people that have (laughs) In simulations, infinite lives to dispose of. And if they're hosts, as many lives as they have, bodies and marbles. So I thought that was... I don't know what they're doing with that. Also, the fact that Hale herself is a spy behind enemy yeah. lines, I thought that was really interesting.
0: Uh Later, po- possibly now, possibly sometime in the future, Hale is recreated by Dolores. Someone else is put into Hale's body and told that they have a role to play. And
1: Dolores sends Hale home. So that means that there's con- there- there's definitely at some point been two hail bodies the one that bernard constructed for dolores inside westworld and And this left the island and left the island with and this was constructed in arnold's home right there's two charlotte sleeves running around which also further complicates the timelines and simulation theory because you just could have two separate bodies right
0: yeah uh and they've definitely played with that stuff in the past i think for sure uh and with Charlotte herself, you know, one of them being a host and one of them being her. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. um we kind of talked about all of the stuff I have to say about that scene, so let's move on to oh, the the one scrutiny. other thing.
1: Um the Kim Renfro pointed this out that Bernard's marble's design has changed that It's red now, yeah. Well, last season human hosts were red and or no, human guests inside a host body were red marbles and the hosts themselves had black marbles. And now you've got Bernard. It's a black marble speckled with red. Yeah. And to me, I was looking at this and to me, it looks like a, uh, a, a normal host thing that's been speckled with blood. Like they got physically yanked out of his head maybe, uh, and not a neat, and nice way. Um, it's but it also, so this could
0: also indicate that this is not the same timeline because if you look at Bernard if you look at all those marbles in the sack at the end of season two, yeah. they're all gray. Yeah. They're all they cha-
1: Yeah. They, they, this is either a retcon or a suggesting that Bernard is an amalgam of the artificial and the human, which is definitely a concept they're going to be continuing to play with.
0: Yeah. I think there's a lot of stuff in here that might make you might be in there to make you think that this is in a specific time um, or that we're dealing with like right after they get out of the park. But I don't know that that's necessarily true um uh, there's just a lot of stuff like she she tried to kill us when they're talking about hail mm-hmm. uh but we we have so much time left we have seven or sorry five episodes left mm-hmm. in this uh season so we could get we could get pretty far down the road and Hale does like maybe dolores does create a hail and Hale goes off the reservation and tries to kill uh both her and caleb uh, and then Caleb gets put into this host, and then you know he feels like he's a host now. And it, it, there's just a lot of stuff that you could, oh yeah, for sure, take in multiple ways, <laughs> which is the the story of this show. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we get elevated scrutiny in San Francisco, and Hale goes to see uh, gets to see this Dolores riot control robot in action, which is pretty sweet.
1: Yeah, I can't wait to see that thing fire up. Uh, can you wait to see 300 of them? Because that's how many they have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's going to uh, be awesome. Yeah, I, I I thought for sure that I would see a theory d- with, uh, you know, I made a joke about the Thermopylae and uh, 300, the Spartans and all that. I thought sure somebody would do something with these yeah. obviously military robots like who do nothing but
0: I mean, fucking... the, the perfect thing is right here. All you got to do is take that shot where uh, where Caleb's robot falls off the building. Yeah, and just insert him kicking <laughs> insert uh, leonidas kicking before yeah, that, right? yeah yeah
1: yeah. uh-huh this Perfect, this done. is simulation uh there, <laughs> right. but i thought sure there'd be something somebody do something with uh some deep knowledge of what they got on the history channel or watching frank miller's bullshit uh but yeah i don't know uh yeah and so
0: hale's told that someone has successfully pulled off a hostile buyout of delos and she demands they find out who it is
1: and the f- delicious part is it's her <laughs> <laughs> she right. doesn't know it yet, but but we've met the enemy, and it is herself. I, I do love how that
0: unfolds in this episode. Yeah, um, yeah. How how by the end she's realized that the person they're looking for is also looking for them. Oh, and she's like the the spy, and mm-hmm. he doesn't know she's the spy, but now she knows she's. I don't the spy see how and- the
1: hell he cannot know that she's the spy.
0: Well, she's a second right. She's a double agent at this point,
1: mm-hmm. right. But I'm what I'm saying is I don't understand how he doesn't know. Oh, okay, you're right. I don't understand how he doesn't know that she's gone off the reservation. Like, how right. does if, if Robo Hobo knows that she is in the middle of all these divergences and her behavior has to be diverting wildly from what the expected behavior of Charlotte Hale would be? How would he be surprised? Maybe he's not. Like, it's like there's yeah, this, yeah. If, if 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 he knows about the simulation, like it's entirely possible that. You know, this is just him gaining evidence and he's going to simulate Mave being the perfect heat seeking missile for this and run her until she's got a plan and then unleash her into the real world. I, I, I don't know, because it's, it does it does add a chilling new dimension to what he said to uh, Maeve about, you know, the war, the war hasn't begun and no one knows about it, but it's already been lost the only way you can say that is if he simulated this out hundreds and thousands of times within roho robo hobo and it all points out to, you know, there's no, there's no way to win. Yeah. Um, there's the only way you can speak in that terms of like the future being so certain, unless you're actually talking time travel, which I don't think this shows even insane enough to add to the mix. You, no, you throw a little so. dark in this show and I give up. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: Uh, yeah. So then we go back to Caleb cradling and injured Dolores from the, previous time we saw them um the paramedics show up to take her to the hospital and before they can get there a couple of fake cops show up they try and capture her uh there's a god-awful fight scene and dolores manages to wake up in time to save them both mm-hmm. uh caleb wants to know what's what's going on here but dolores tells him look you're better off not knowing uh also you need to change your name and disappear and then she drives away in the cop car
1: it's no wild that the hosts have no platelets how the hell do they stop uh bleeding
0: uh, I maybe, don't know. Maybe I they have synthetic is, platelets is weeds
1: back together. It, could, it doesn't <laughs> seem like it. it's that it does that. But um, yeah. I thought so this hints that Caleb is more than just a regular grunt. He's either a combat medic or maybe some kind of special forces type that has, yeah. you know, kind of has to multi roll that kind of thing uh, because he knows how to start a blood transfusion. He knows like basic medical care. I thought that was um, kind of interesting.
0: Yeah. Um, what's not interesting is this fight scene. We yeah, talked about it a lot have. in the instant take. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I just want to say that the fight between Jesse and Badger in Breaking Bad, the helicopter bitch yeah. fight, was even better than this. Yeah, yeah. Weightier uh, so, emotional
1: stakes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if
0: you're looking for an Aaron Paul fight, go watch that one instead.
1: Uh, also, this police escort Narico giving him effectively an advance warning, does that blow up the idea that this is all controlled like the rico app is controlled by robo hobo or is it just another layer of intrigue that this is what it wants yeah. to happen
0: good question because I don't it's know like how a, you would distinguish between the two at this it's point. like
1: a spidey sense like uh-huh. anytime that he's wanted or they're onto him it just alerts him to the fact that like hey there's a high value target in the area and it's you
0: I, so here's what i don't <laughs> understand so the the app reports him as being 12 feet from the target yeah why 12 feet is it really just using like a a pretty poor resolution gps it could be
1: or it could be referring to uh dolores like they're not quite 12 feet away in the ambulance but they're not right on top of each other either
0: Um, well it's later it's later when when he goes to the hospital
1: then yeah they're just using he's inside a building they don't have full gps coordinates and they're fudging things with the wi-fi mesh and
0: (laughs) yeah i guess they're like tracking his phone but not a great resolution Yeah.
1: yeah yeah He's outside. They'd have him down to a half meter, but I thought it was fun. That,
0: funny though, I thought at first that this was a hit on him and they were going to try and kill him, oh. uh, which maybe it would have turned out that way. But but I was thinking, well, if that's a hit, you just accept it and report it as job done, and you're off the hook, right?
1: I guess. I guess. But Barico's outside the law too. Like, oh yeah, that gets you paid. <laughs> Fuck yeah, but you might be going to a basic prison sentence. I don't know.
0: Maybe, um, like I said, I, I really love the style of this stuff. Like the the look of everything is really cool. The music is amazing. Uh, it really brings an atmosphere to it.
1: Oh yeah, Ram, Ram, Ramin is knocking it out of the park yet again.
0: Yeah, on the simulation theory, I'm mm-hmm. I'm wondering if the the streets being so bare don't have something to do with this potentially being a simulation. It
1: does fit in with that. Yep.
0: Yeah. Um. I don't know. I, I don't want to compare it too much to Picard, but we just watched an episode of Picard where a simulation was sort of stripped down. Um, and you see that from time to time, right? Like, you can't get full fidelity inside a simulation. Oh,
1: Maeve play uh, like The Mave stuff. Yeah, she proved that last episode.
0: Right, so you could see, well, okay, we can't totally simulate everyone in L.A.,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, but we can give you this weird artificial version, and maybe we can simulate it enough to where maybe we can do some tricks to where you wouldn't even notice it.
1: Right. Like if you can alter Caleb's programming to, to, to the extent that he doesn't notice the absence of all the people that should be around. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, so that Hale gets a strange sound in her voicemail and a report about Serac, the man behind the hostile buyout. He's completely invisible. He's also the richest man in the world. And she heads home, gets another strange voicemail. And when she gets home, there's a man named Jake in her apartment. He reminds her that she has a son she forgot about, and she goes upstairs to apologize him uh, to him and tuck him into bed.
1: Doesn't this also imply the existence of timelines? Because if she had been, if this if this was from the present day, like ninety days out from the park, and I think it's implied. Well, but he says, I you know, like I I I give you some time out of from escaping that park. That must have fucked you up. But it's it's wild that. She forgot, like i get forgetting about her son, but when someone asks her about it, the fact she goes, who it's is really weird.
0: It's super weird um that a she remembers him, but not her son, and mm-hmm. b, yeah, the timeline is strange here because, like if she's been it's clear that she has been back, right, because she promised to pick the kid up, yeah, so he's had some communication with her at this point, and I don't know if that was via. Dolores inside Hale, um, mm. and she came back and sort of did some things as Hale first.
1: Yeah, uh, I uh, want to. Oh, I wanted to go back to Hale talking to her assistant, and they're talking about Serac being this black hole who's invisible yet he has all this money and power. Um, that dovetails nicely with the Serac being a completely artificial being that doesn't exist on paper anywhere, and also uh, ties into the title of the episode where you're talking about you know uh, a, a black hole is literally defined. By its absence in space time, and Rock is this—he's the absence of the field that's being detected. Um, I thought that, uh, I like that really interesting in light of the two world theory. Uh,
0: there, there's also some really beautiful stuff here. That first shot where the Charlotte's standing in front of you know this dome over the, the water. De- yeah, the The, Delos the reflection campus. makes it into an eye. Mm-hmm.
1: It's
0: just. Breathtaking imagery in the show, yeah. a lot of the time. Yeah. Uh, I guess let's keep rolling here. Um, a couple of Dallas executives tell Hale that Maeve's fault oh, was. Oh there's
1: there's one other thing I want to talk about. The scene uh, where he she goes to talk to Nathan, um, and he does the "You're not my mommy" and all that kind of stuff, and um, she spoons him in almost exactly the same way that she was later spooned herself by Dolores. But there's a a throwaway line here where Nathan says he wants to see a real elephant and she explains they've gone extinct, which is a radical reversal of the progress we've made in the early 21st century. But is this another Game of Thrones joke? Like, you know, the last the the terrible last season of Game of Thrones is defined in part by its lack of elephants that were promised. Is this yet Hmm. another, like, ah, well, there's no more elephants. No elephants in the budget here's your maybe toy maybe i i don't know because i think we found that in season one the horses are extinct which i don't see how in the world you could go from millions of horses to zero horses and like i don't know what kind of horse apocalypse hit some kind of you know some fun uh, some kind of ebola for horses and we just didn't care to stop it like how, yeah. the, how the hell how the hell would all the horses go extinct but i don't know lost to elephants too damn Bad, bad century for quadrupeds. Watch out.
0: Uh, All right. So a couple of Delos executives tell Hale that Mavis Pearl was stolen and it was an inside job. She needs some help and heads heads out to find Dolores. And in the hotel where she waits for Dolores, she's self-harming to pass the time uh, and gets another strange tonal voice message. When Dolores sees her state, uh, the state of Hale, she takes her to a hotel room, cleans her up and tries to assuage her growing disassociation between her mind and body. And Hale tells Dolores um, about Serac and is instructed to find him and kill him, all while keeping control over Delos, which requires the visit to an old friend.
1: It's got to be William. It's got to be William. Think so? I mean, who else would have any kind of sway over the board? Who right. would you describe as an old friend? Like who is still kind of kicking around and is noticeably absent from the action so far this season. Um, I think it's, I think it's that it's going to be William for sure. Yeah. Which
0: means we're um, potentially missing some time here or things are jumping around.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? We also, this is kind of a, I think confirmation that, Dolores was not behind the theft of Maeve from Westworld because it took her by surprise to find out that, you know, Maeve had gone missing. They also said that uh, here's another clue to the other four marbles, three marbles. Well, I guess four because we don't know who's in Hale for sure. Uh, The Delos employee identifies them as low level side quest units. So... Hmm. What is that? Who could get, who can that roll out? And they, they distinguish that from Maeve. Cause Maeve was like a madam. She was like a, I don't know, a higher level thing. Um, does that is, would Lawrence be considered a side quest? Cause he seemed like he was the leader of a bandit group. Um, yeah. Would um, Teddy be a side quest to so Teddy might be a side quest, but he's in robot. Quest. He's in robot heaven. Um, it would imply that. Well, like certainly Wyatt, you couldn't describe as a side quest. Especially no. since Wyatt was actually Dolores, never mind. Um Angela, I don't know enough about Angela to know like what
0: Yeah, but I like I'm gonna feel pretty betrayed if Angela comes back. Uh well, so here's the thing. We we talked about this a lot in season two. You can effectively mm-hmm. recreate any of the hosts simply by re engineering them the way that Bernard was re engineered. Yeah. Use, as use your perfect
1: memory of them, get fidelity, and then right. you you're got you've cloned them, yeah.
0: Yeah, so I, like I don't know that anybody's off the table here. That's true. Um, but yeah, I mean Angela would be a side quest. Uh, Hector and Armistice might be. Yeah, some I, kind of side they're quest. for
1: sure second banana follower type characters.
0: Though we definitely think we saw the the Hector we know in last episode inside yeah. the park still. So, but that well, not
1: well, that was a simulation though.
0: Oh yeah, you're right. So Jesus. all that uh, shit, yeah. so so all those, could, those bets totally are
1: are off the table. Yeah. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, I I don't I'm, I'm trying to think of like they're fast and loose enough with the side character versus main character that it could almost be anybody like right. uh, outside of Dolores and some some people like that. I, I don't know who else could be considered side, but that's that's a little 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 tiny clue for us. I feel like the sheriff was not
0: a side quest. He was meant to be sort of a main quest like you you follow him out to the desert sure or whatever. yeah
1: and he's like one like the people that are coming and offering you the quests like as you're stepping off the train probably are are considered main main characters yeah
0: like that's the thing i don't i don't even know what the park would consider a main quest because in like mmos and stuff yeah you have your main storylines but then you also have you know tons of, of side quests but what does that mean in a park where you're you're there specifically to make your own journey Right. Right. Not follow someone else's. I, I don't know what a side quest means in that context.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Um, there's also some interesting uh, visual motifs in the background, uh, like when um, Dolores is talking to Hale and fixing her up um, or, or sitting on the bed with her. In the background, there's a statue of two identical figures dancing and they're like mirrored identically. Yeah. So. Um, which is pretty. So, is that. That to me implies that there is some kind of mirroring going on here, Dolores and, and, uh, Hale, like perhaps we, the, the theory that Dolores is kind of like the fusion of Wyatt, her woke self and, and uh, yeah, the, yeah, the woke Dolores and her Wyatt, her synthesis of all those personalities. And Hale is like Dolores 1.0, like pre non, non Wyatt Dolores. Yeah. Um, I've seen
0: this. I'm not sure I buy that in context of like all the predator stuff that's happening in this episode.
1: Yeah, like for sure. Kale turning
0: into a predator, I never got that from the original Dolores. Nah, totally. It, it was only after Wyatt was put in there, so yeah. I, I I don't know. I mean, like I said, there's still some legs on that theory, and I think like this is one of them the the imagery and stuff like that. But I'm very much on the Caleb is in there theory. Right, right. Uh, and and there's some other stuff in this scene uh, that you know maybe doesn't relate directly to that, but I wanted to talk about like this idea that the host body itself could somehow infect the psyche or the mind inside of it. Um, That to me, that doesn't really, that doesn't interest me, I guess. Um, Mm. I don't know how like the physical form of a thing, other than like looking in the mirror, seeing yourself and going, okay, well, this is what I am. It's sort of adapting to that would have its effect. I don't know that it would like drive you crazy simply to, be inside of a body that that was different from what you ex- expected, like a residual self-image from The Matrix. Right? Yeah,
1: I mean, that's something they played a lot with, like movies in the '80s. Like, uh, I remember there's one where a supermodel got a brain swap. Got, got in a car accident, got her brain swapped by some woman who had a stroke, and she was a very like plain woman. And the mismatch between their bodies drove them crazy. I think there was a Twilight episode. I mean, there's so an episode. <laughs> well, there's also like the you know, like you get a serial killer's heart transplant yeah. and now you become murderous but and there's a i don't know like i think it works if Hale is literally inside like her entire code is inside yeah. there and like you've got that. the fake it till you make it thing going on and you're seeing your reflection and it matches with you but the other person's seeing a reflection it doesn't match so gradually you can take control over the situation um do, do you did you they need to tr- to tread any uh
0: kind of do they need to walk on eggshells here with um potential transgender allegory because i think that could definitely get i don't in know in the mix here um, i don't know
1: i'm not I'm, I'm not a trans person so i wouldn't say what is and isn't offensive but on yeah, the, the the ultimate defense is that these aren't um these aren't humans the way we understand them and the concept of male and female is Even murkier than it is with our own, you know, applied to our own biology and, you know, gender roles. Like if you can swap a a biological sex as easy as it is uh, in a five minute procedure of moving one marble from one sleeve to another, like it's the same stuff in altered carbon. Like, what does it mean to be bisexual, gay? whatever when you can be a man you can be a woman you can try them out like fucking sports cars Um, right and that's
0: my point like are they going to are they intentionally going in that direction or are they aware that there's potential for that i i have to imagine they they're aware that these waters could get muddy right could be could be um and that they need to Sort of understand where they're going with this, and not do things haphazardly. Otherwise, yeah, could probably offend a lot of people.
1: Yeah, if you if you if you tread on someone's experience and it doesn't jive with them, and then they complain about it, then that's yeah. uh, the, the you, you done like you said, step stepped in a landmine field of mud. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like I said, all right. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Caleb sees that he's wanted on Rico and goes to see his mom one last time before he bugs out. But before he can get out, he's grabbed by a couple goons. I'll leave it there for now. Then we go back over to Dolores checking in with host Martin as she puts uh, in her AR contact lens. She tells Martin to find out what Liam knows about Ciroc and get information on Caleb. And he says that uh, Caleb's life expectancy just went down. Mm -hmm. And Dolores rushes off to find him.
1: There's something I want to point out about uh, Charlotte's the wounds on her body. There's a couple theories about like what those might represent um, from the previous scene. This scene here where Dolores is walking out and talking to what'd you say his name was? Um, I think it's Martin. Martin. Uh, I've got it written down at some point. I'll I'll stumble across my notes, but she's walking past this fountain assembly at the, from the hotel. And it looks exactly like the wound pattern on Charlotte. Also people have pointed out, I don't know if I see this as exact, but, These tattoos are reminiscent of the aberrations that Robo Hobo is seeing. These, like, spikes with, like, the data point flying off of them. This, like, you know, circle with the two lines flying off of it uh, could represent this divergence that she's carving onto herself.
0: Hmm. Yeah, got to find out more about that before we get too deep into it.
1: Mm -hmm. Or it could be that he's, like, uh, gone American Vandal and he's just doing stylized dicks all over... Yeah. Robo Hobo's doing. He's just gotta. He likes. Uh,
0: I just looked at her arm and it was dick. I like. Dick, I like the dick. Fa- yeah,
1: yeah. Just <laughs> like like drawing like drawing things uh, look like dicks. Uh,
0: I think they told Liam that Dolores is dead, right?
1: They told Liam that Dolores is dead.
0: Yeah, because th- yeah,
1: that there, would be the neatest explanation. Martin
0: always oh, taking Loverboy's taking it well or whatever. Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. That's the the neatest explanation.
0: Yeah. Um, so the goons take Caleb to the skyscraper he's been working at, and they turn on his olfactory implant, threaten to make him fly if he doesn't tell him where Dolores is. There's my Game of Thrones reference for this evening <laughs> uh Caleb's robot partner tries to save him, but fails, and then his other robot partner, Dolores, shows up and succeeds.
1: Do you think there's an actual material difference between the military grade uh drip and the civilian one because I think so. yeah, but if I'm a if I'm a super sinister AI that wants to control humanity, I might say there is in much the yeah. same way that Intel claimed there's a difference between their Pentium 2 and Celeron processors. Uh, okay. but like it's exact same hardware, maybe it's just a software setting because like it seems like it's it for it'd be Robohobo hobo be leaving a lot on the table to let humans have you know like well there's a very small percentage of humans you have full control of their bodies autonomous systems and then everybody else it just you know uses it to the trip and and i get a, yeah. a feed a data feed from them passively i don't know i'm wondering if we're going to see a scene where like the robots can like like if Dolores is in game is she can kill humanity just by grabbing one massive slider uh- <laughs> hitting control a on an iPad and is sliding it to heart attack mode. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. can make all you can make a large fraction of humanity extinct by doing that. Good. Certainly could. Good first strike. I mean, hell, if you just if it's only a military, you could you could wipe out every uh, American with combat experience that way for sure.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that would help if you're fighting an army of uh, humans. Mm hmm. Uh, then Caleb wants to know what Dolores uh, is into. She offers to buy him breakfast, and we kind of skip back to Hale here, um, where Hale wakes up and goes back to Delos, where she sees the message that the real Hale left for Nathan, which includes the song "You Are My Sunshine." Then she has to go pick her son up at the park, and she gets another strange message before finding a sexual predator targeting targeting Nathan, uh, and she deals the fuck with that
1: yeah it's really disturbing seeing this guy literally groom this child um and then yeah that
0: petting i yeah mm, no i didn't like it, anything about that
1: uh-uh, uh-uh um it's pretty fucking sinister and she deals with it and you know every once in a while you can you can cheer for the host doing some uh ultra violence and mayhem and i'm not gonna shed any tears for this guy and uh, nathan gets a new dog win 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 yeah hmm
0: that's that's a weird circumstance to get a dog in,
1: but. <laughs> but you know what? You got a kid at okay. that age; you are not going to ask questions. That's true. Oh yeah, JC yeah. he said you'd like it better. He wanted you to have it, you know.
0: You got at least like seven years to come up with a lie, mm-hmm. good enough to to assuage their curiosity.
1: He'll at thirty seven years old, he'll tell that story to someone at a bar and be like. Wait, that's because I've had that experience where I'll tell a childhood experience and I realize how fucking crazy it was because I was yeah. five years old when it happened. How the hell would I know that this is unusual? But then you start telling people looking at you like, what? You know, happens yeah. a lot when you grow up in a religious cult. The <laughs> things you just take as universal experiences, not as universal as you think.
0: Uh,
1: All right. Dolores oh, it takes. The one other thing I want to point out that I got from the behind the scenes, uh, behind the episode thing for HBO, and I thought was really clever, um, is every time they show like Dolores interacting with um, uh, Caleb here, they set like this mesh, like all these angles of steel and glass behind them that looks like a web. And it it does. And they're trying to suggest that, you know, uh, Dolores is is like the spider inviting the fly into the parlor, which I didn't get that from their interactions. But one of the things that, you know, Dolores left the park with a head of steam wanting to murder all humanity. And we think she's turned a corner because she's met guys like Caleb. It could be that she's just using and taking advantage of him because she has very few allies that she and and, and all the allies she has, mm-hmm. she sees as irreplaceable and not expendable. So yeah. as much as I like this kind of. um relationship that's forming between caleb and dolores uh the creators framing this as a predatory thing has me on on high alert for that stuff so
0: yeah i'm with you um uh, mentioning the uh the angles and the the visuals of this i also wanted to note just how amazing the city of arts and sciences is in spain yeah it's where they filmed a lot of these scenes uh-huh. those, those buildings you see that are just like very strange looking very abstract looking are in this place, which apparently exists, and it's fucking amazing. Do you amazing. know anything? Because no this was on our planet. This is
1: on my bullet points of research, but there's so many of these theories I didn't get around to it. But like, is it a real town? Is it like a model town? Is it like a university campus? Well, they call it the
0: City of Arts and Sciences. I don't know actually.
1: I was wondering, like, it's kind of like, is it like a Chernobyl deal where like that city was built intentionally advanced and futuristic because it was going to be. Like you know, a pilot site for all Soviet reactors, or they, they... so?
0: Uh, City of Arts Sciences, according to Wikipedia, is an architectural and cultural complex in the city of Valencia, Spain. Um, so it's just
1: some kind of campus,
0: yeah, yeah. It's like if you were to go to the Amazon campus or whatever, and they got these big bubbles, mm-hmm. right?
1: Yeah, the balls, um,
0: something like that. But I don't. I don't know. It's beautiful. Yeah, it's fascinating to look at. Yeah,
1: it looks like it looks like going to one of those old world fairs where everything's like super in the future. In the future, there'll be no right angles. Everything <laughs> will be chrome and glass. Concrete oh, cool. has been made illegal. Bring it on. Yeah.
0: Uh, okay, so Dolores takes Caleb to the place where his mother first exhibited her schizophrenia symptoms and shows him a transcript of the conversation he had that day to impress upon him the dangers of rehoboam having everyone's data then dolores takes him to a pier where rehoboam says he'll kill himself 10 or 12 years from now and exactly how the system is intentionally pushing him toward that outcome dolores asks him whether he wants to run or stay and help or start a revolution by cutting rehoboam's cord and he decides to stay
1: yeah, this is all interesting stuff because it's it's a real treat for freeze framing um, these next few sec or minutes because he asserts that like you could be forgiven by thinking that like um, Robo Hobo got all this information before like the data collection and privacy acts were passed. But if you look at the transcript it scan, it's stamped with like this should be redacted and omitted by uh, like the DPIPA or like data protection and information privacy act probably is what that stands for. And yet Rehoboam's got it anyway. So it seems like uh, much like in our in our current timeline, these companies collecting data they have no ethical or moral guidance. They they roll with whatever we can get away with. And if we can get your information. Yeah. When I first thought, I thought that they were implying that they were able to accurately simulate Caleb's existence back to extrapolate this stuff. But it doesn't seem like it, it seems like they just stole this information. This is this is this yeah. is Ill- illegal information to to possess. I wonder what kind of okay. audit you could run on a system that keeps detailed records on 360 million people to. Ensure that they're complying with any kind of data data privacy.
0: Yeah, you'd have to have some kind of AI to run that uh, audit.
1: Yeah, I feel like some of these uh, laws in Europe they're, they're passing is just essentially they're mandating uh, an extra checkbox on any checkout forum, You know, like because because that's the thing. Like you can write and say and say under the Data Privacy Act of Germany 2014 or whatever, I want you to delete all of my data. But how yeah. the fuck can you prove that? Like what is the what what's the you know if I go down to the city county and I sell you know, tell them, hey, give me my original birth certificate and I burn it, then I know it's done. But at least the the original, but how do you do that with data?
0: I don't I don't think there's a real way to do that. Um it's it's more like a thing where <laughs> like if anything comes up in the future around those data privacy laws and companies get caught ah, doing see. things on a mass scale. That's... We could certainly go back and target specific information and say, was this there or is this still there? And
1: that's then it's like, so if you catch them, it's kind of like Al Capone. You don't get it. You don't catch them exactly. for racketeering. You catch them for tax evasion. So yep. when you you, when you pull these people over in their car, you're like, hey, let me look at your private data. Oh, there's a whole bunch of data you weren't supposed to collect. And then you you slap them with the fine or.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It'll be like, Million, couple, two million dollars.
0: The, fi- the fine, The fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah,
1: da- data is worth two point five billion, but uh, it'll be a one or two million fine. Just so you know, it's serious. Right. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I-, I really like this scene, um, especially the part where they get to the pier and she starts unfolding how he's being. Manipulated, His entire life is being sort of routed in yeah. a specific direction.
1: Oh, and the specific dialogue, she says that the reason they feed everyone's raw data is to create a mirror world of this world. This is like yeah. one of the course, the, the two worlds theory is right there because they've established it. This, In fact, it's almost insultingly obvious if you go back to that lunatic raving at the party about it's all simulation. We're in a simulation of a simulation. How fucked is that? Like they we've been saying this whole season, they're like begging us to. Uh, look at the simulation, and and what they told us last episode is they will lie to us about whether we're in a, uh, a simulation or not, with the uh, rationalization that the host or guest does not know it's a simulation, so the audience doesn't either.
0: And they'll lie to us with the very language that they established in the previous season means we're in a simulation. Yes,
1: exactly, exactly. They're going to add a new a new sub rule to that that so, right. Uh, there's a lot of uh, yeah, well, there, there's a lot of stuff. If you freeze frame here, you can see this guy's whole life experience, uh, history from the time he graduated high school. Um, he enlisted in uh, 42. He sustained his skull fracture in 48, six years later. So hmm. um, then a year later, apparently he got discharged because of that. There is a formative event marked death of his friend, Francis, and. Um, hmm. Then uh, a day later, he's referred to the Psych Evaluation Treatment Center. Um, in fifty three, he had a romantic relationship for two months that was ended by subject. But then, sinisterly, in fifty five, he had a romantic late relationship last four point five months, terminated by system intervention. <laughs>
0: uh, reproduction not approved.
1: Yeah, they just they just they just uh, sent a, a a hot Chad. Uh, to her apartment delivering pizza and the rest was history I oh I was gonna say they like they were in the middle of the the love
0: making that would have resulted in a child and they just turned on his <laughs> his uh, the implant. drip yeah they dripped yeah, him out all of there the way, <laughs> all the way up uh, that's why he disconnected it
1: yeah it's it's not just because um, like Dolores makes it sound like it's just you know they got the simulations and if it looks like you're going to hit the skids that you know they can just not do anything to intervene and you know, because that's the thing, this is a real life problem. What do you do with like a kid that is born and their parents are mentally ill or drug addicts or whatever reason they're they're uh don't know how to properly care and raise for a child? You know, you can either abandon them to their fate and hope they don't reproduce and make more of them, or you can try to intervene as early as possible. And I think there's like kind of a a a Philosophical divide in the world right now about which of those two approaches is better for society, and Robo Hobo is just fully on the one side that's like, you know what, uh, we're gonna have people sink and people going to swim. Let's let's focus all the money on the swimmers. Yeah, um, it's, it's essentially a soft eugenics program. It sounds like pretty scary yeah, stuff. It's
0: it is interesting, you know, because they they don't they don't essentially. Make him homeless, right? He's got a job, mm-hmm. he's got a house. Um, the, the Rehoboam's not trying to actively kill him, yeah. Um, but it's just not giving him opportunities that he would normally have. Well, and, and I guess in this case, yeah, it's it's, it's actively yeah. shutting down. It's also It's also, act- it's also
1: actively made. fucking with his job and his as because it says that he's only allowed to have physical labor. So, like, if he's got but, a but
0: only to a degree, it's you know, it's not it's not trying to like like i said make him homeless or yeah. just get rid of him entirely it's yeah. sort of just keeping him at a level that is appropriate to how robo sees him
1: and that makes sense like if if rico is being operated by the robo hobo it makes sense the to, to roll that level of control right into it but then again there's a couple things where it seems like that's not that, that it's like the robo hobo would work, be working against himself like you know whenever he gives him an alert that he's about to get snatched mm-hmm. um but then again, maybe this is a simulation and they're just they're just fucking fucking with the iterations of Caleb here.
0: Could be uh, this scene is very complex. Um, it's in its storylines in that Westworld way, because like we have to realize in this scene, this series of scenes here, we're seeing a flashback to when he was eight and we're mm-hmm. seeing flash forwards to a future that may or may not exist, mm-hmm. depending on how much control Rohoboam exerts over his life. Right.
1: That is complicated. Something else that's complicated is my feelings. Um about how, like, this is... Kind of, is this an ambulance fight or not? Dolores makes a big deal about Caleb choosing not to give her up. But to me, I feel like it was a slight storytelling tumble, stumble that he didn't have anything to give her up to. You know, the, the fact he that... He didn't know where she was. No, yeah. he doesn't know anything about her. He knows a rough description and that he occupied physical space. And if he had said that he would have been able to not say anything else about it. You know, where'd she, she got off she went off in a stolen police car. You know, can't you guys fucking track that shit? I don't know. I I thought that was weird that they, maybe they could have given him something like some kind of clue. Like uh, she left behind, I don't know, a hotel key or something that he was keeping. But the fact that he kept his mouth shut when the only thing he could verify is, yeah, there was a blonde lady who's good with guns. Presumably something that Rico people know, the Serac knows.
0: You're right about that. He doesn't have that information. But what if this is a simulation? Yeah. And what if they're essentially doing to him what they were doing to Maeve last episode, trying to get the location of the real Dolores out in the real world? That could be. Which he does actually know.
1: Huh. But he doesn't know he knows? Right. Interesting. Or, or, or crazy, also,
0: <laughs> right? Super crazy. I don't. I don't know if that theory is even plausible. Um,
1: but. I do love how they did the West World remix when he's deciding to, you know, be who he wants to be, and it's also it's uh, this yeah. wrapped up in so many levels of irony because he says you're the first real thing that's ever that's happened to me in a long time when she's completely synthetic it. or artificial, and that he's pledging his cause to the revolution when, last we knew the revolution involved the extinction of humanity. Uh, There's, yeah, and I think this sinister kind of Westworld remix. um, It's kind of. If he ends up in a hot host body, does he care? That's true.
0: Uh, Also, I got to say, he's really speaking Dolores' language here when he's like, oh, at least this way I get to decide who I want to be. I get to make that choice because, man, that was what Dolores was all about Mm -hmm. in the first season, right? Mm
1: -hmm. But the thing is, it's like a choice is only a choice if it's an informed one, and it's not. Fair. she's manipulating him and the spider imagery just makes that all the more stark so i'm very curious to see this relationship yeah. uh uh proceed in the future to see if it actually matures into something because like even the person that she valued and respected like teddy she was not above using and abusing yeah. and reprogramming so i'm hoping
0: she's learned a lesson from that yeah so
1: we'll see. she just she <laughs> could just be I mean, res-
0: literally cause him to kill himself and now we're talking about another guy who's Apparently going to be prone to killing himself, so right. Maybe don't pull the same tricks with him, right? Or she
1: could just not give a shit because you know Teddy blowing his brains out got her what she wanted, which is freedom. So maybe more, maybe more manipulation of brains being blown out, and you just do that until you get to the top. That's just the Wyatt part of her talking. You just, you just uh,
0: I have a question. Yeah. A line that I don't understand in this scene, um, when she says, "Like just like you did at your old job, I'm going to." What did she say? Like turn the yeah, signal I'm gonna cut off the side of the side of the side of
1: the line of the side 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 if the was if there was of the side 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 of the of the of the side of the side of the 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 like yeah, floor yeah. full of people in white collar jobs, like looking because it is funny. I've I've been a I've been a I've been a system administrator in a large building, and anytime we knew we were going to take down a switch, um, it was funny to watch like a floor full of fifty people, like a fucking prairie dog colony. Everyone looks <laughs> up simultaneously and like what what's going pokes, on? Pokes
0: their head up. Yeah, it's like an Q. invisible
1: bomb went off, and it's it's like they could have yeah. thrown something like that, but it kind of feels. I don't know. Is it this feels, another hint that we got two worlds that she's talking about? What Caleb did in the simulation, and
0: it does feel very disconnected. Yeah,
1: it's, it feels like there's a scene missing because that is yeah. something that could have happened and done, but they're they're referencing something we don't we're not familiar with. But I think that's what they're yeah. talking about.
0: Any guesses on how Dolores plans to cut the cord? As she says, I
1: don't blow blowing up the big ball like that. that like because she said that
0: that's more than cutting the cord, though, right? Like that would destroy probably Rehoboam's. I just don't uh,
1: know. Memory stores. The, the and... thing that I don't understand, because she says the way they've engineered society, they've made it so easy. Yeah. I, I don't know. Society's pretty fucking resilient, you know, at least in the short term. Like, I don't think you cut Rehoboam and then like, oh, God, how do we give people jobs? How do we transport food? What do we do with the people who are already employed? And how, I mean, how? it seems like that's something that would... Like like vert, like the what I this phenomenon I described the people like looking up and shaking like instead of that happening all at once, it would happen over the course of 20 years as the perfect society that robo hobo was trying to build started to get frayed and tattered and mud holes walked in it. And it, 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 it goes into that kind of chaos. But immediate chaos. I don't know. Yeah, the phrase cutting the cord
0: to me means cutting off some vital component. Uh, some vital piece of where it gets its information mm-hmm. as opposed to like destroying the thing in its entirety. But yeah, yeah I, but how does I cutting
1: robo, 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 hobo off from the internet or whatever? Like, if she yeah. did succeed in doing it, that connection would be redundant out the ass. There's like you know, uh-huh. fully redundant systems and uh, probably in triplicate, quadruplicate. And like, how would that even work? And how long would it take right. a technician to reconnect that line?
0: that's that's exactly why i'm still asking this yeah. question because clearly she means something other than like literally unplugging the thing yeah she means cutting off a source of information that it uses that is vital to its operation that she that, that couldn't be easily restored she's going to order and i don't know what that is yet
1: a high target hit on all of humanity through dorico app oh, jesus it's a reverse so it's, it's a reverse john wick
0: <laughs> oh i was gonna say it so it's very reminiscent of when clementine like the the horsemen of the Apocalypse rode through the crowd of hosts oh yeah last season yeah you just take off they just all turn on each other and start murdering
1: yeah yeah yeah
0: (laughs) except for the ones who don't do
1: personal stuff they made it so easy
0: okay uh hale watches the message to nathan again and cries while she does so then she cracks the code of the voicemail messages and uses it to get a meeting with serac who um where she realizes that her role uh in delos is actually a mole And Serac wants what Hale promised him—the data from the park. Hale says she just needs time. I thought that there was kind of a mirror here of the first episode or the first scene in the episode where
1: Dolores says we have very little time. Yeah, uh,
0: and Serac says that to her.
1: Yeah, I I don't know if I the other I guess a minor problem I had this episode is I thought this coded password came together entirely too conveniently. You know, where I was watching the first time, I didn't even realize. Oh, you what, thought so? Yeah, like she pulls. She she realizes that these tones all form together into a password that she has to play on this unlisted number that says it's disconnected. Like, there's a couple of leaps there that I wish I had a better idea of why Hale was doing that. Or okay. maybe they could have made it explicit that she doesn't understand why she's doing it. There's some kind of residual Hale knocking around there that just kind of like through some kind of muscle memory you know yeah
0: that's definitely how i read it but i understand why you would say there isn't yeah. really any indication in there because there's not
1: yeah um so i don't know that's something i wish there's a little bit more but maybe they will i mean that's the thing with um these these really twisty plots they always can have like that um you know uh the uh, sixth sense montage where you see bruce willie jiggling all the red handle doors and ah oh, it's all makes sense now so
0: yeah. speaking of twists uh so in this scene, when she gets on the phone, mm-hmm. we hear her voice as if it were coming through the phone. And I don't know what to make of that.
1: I'm not even sure what you're talking about. I didn't catch that, 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 that uh, subtle distinction. she's saying like,
0: hello, hello, uh, when she's trying to talk to whoever's on the line, um... We we hear her voice sort of digitized as if it were coming through a telephone. Is it implied?
1: Because they do that sometimes in The Matrix, and always implies like surveillance. Like whenever like you you see Carrie Ann Moss talking to somebody, and okay. it sounds like their voice is coming through. Maybe it's implying that, but the, you know, shit, she's talking to Mister Robo Hobo. Like, of course, uh, it's being recorded and surveilled and all that.
0: Right. I mean, everything in the society is being recorded at all times. So
1: yeah. How awkward would it have been if she happens to uh, trigger this uh, meeting code and Serac is like taking a shit or Mm -hmm. he's getting his junk waxed? Like, is he just ready to take a, a simulated phone call? That, it's it's that p-
0: every proof. other day with his junk wax. It's Every other day. He likes it smooth. You just can't call the guy without he, getting interrupting his junk wax. A, a
1: man wiping his ass with silk definitely likes to be dolphin smooth from the neck down, uh-huh. at least. Uh, I, I, I just wonder, like, maybe that's evidence that he is a simulation. Like anyone that can be literally on call, junk? like no matter, he's not drinking, he's no. not fucking, he's not sleeping. He's not, he's just ready to take a simulated phone call anytime because yeah, he's not, he's not fair. a real person. Um, but yeah, there's a, like uh, this, this is one of the reasons I think this episode is really brilliant because finding the Charlotte who's this kind of inexperienced, awkward host herself, like finding her situation got a hell of a lot more complicated in a span of about 30 seconds. Um, and she's like trying to fake it and and I just keep I just keep, yeah, I just keep it's real good. I I, I just the, the other added dimension is that Serac has to know or at least strongly suspect that she is I mean, the divergence.
0: Yeah, he's got the world's most predictive <laughs> most advanced predictive machine on the ever to exist. So like if he doesn't know
1: he also Something's says, "Don't think you're the only person I control." Like well, got a big. Hmm. Is he just? Is he referring to Mave, the Mave countermeasure, or are there are others that he might be able to ally with? Certainly, could be others. Um, then the final thing. Did you notice the smoke trail coming out of Hale's head from the right side and the final, like as it's dissolving? There's this, like some people said, it looked like letters. Um, but it, it looks like, a, some people started to say it was a lens flare, but to me, it looks like there was some kind of vapor trailing off of her head at the very end, almost smoking. Well, it's kind of, sort of the effect they use very like, like the, it'd be like the very beginning of a simulation dissolving effect. You know, like like huh. what the, happened to Maeve when she was inside the simulation started oh, falling man. apart. I go
0: back and look at that.
1: Yeah, because it's like it, maybe it is a lens flare and it bounced off a swamp gas and reflected the light of Venus, and it was a weather balloon behind her. Maybe, uh-huh. but to me, it looks like a, a very subtle digital kind of wispy smoke. Maybe you got the smoke monster from Lost just to add some more crazy shit to the party. Why not? Yeah, I don't know.
0: But that's it for the episode.
1: Yeah. Okay. Let's get the feedback then. Um, we can be sent feedback at westworld at baldmove.com. Uh, you can also follow us along on all the social medias at baldmove. Um, lots of people sending in kind of overlapping and redundant hailbot theories. And some people sent just entire wikipedia articles with bibliographies and 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 uh i i read it all but unfortunately i can't read it all like one person's email was longer than my entire show outline uh <laughs> and i appreciate i appreciate i appreciate all the research and stuff it's just it, it, it's hard to do to know what to do with those things um how about
0: if if the elephant from the raj is in hell?
1: the elephant from and, the raj the, the elephant's just straight
0: up lying about no more elephants it's, being around
1: it's a conspiracy they yeah. they they, self-preservation yeah yeah they they know where all the ivory's been beamed off to <laughs> uh all right let's get to it. westworldofballmove.com first up is adam uh he's the one that pointed out uh the first that i saw uh this is discussed on reddit the Hales' body carvings looked a lot like robo hobos elevated scrutiny spikes we see at the beginning of most episodes yeah i definitely can see it and that would, you know, she's herself a divergence and she's experiencing a divergence inside her. Um, that would all make sense. Uh, we'll, we'll see if that continues to be a motif kind of like the um, I wonder if that's like the if they'll use that imagery the way they use the maze imagery that just suggests hosts waking up to a like like being in some kind of false illusory uh, existence like humans waking up to the same like they're trapped inside of a robot body or like james dalos yeah mutilating himself that was like you know maybe the mistake is you need to let that play out you need to let the right, violent right. you need Get to you need to let the violent delights have the violent ends and then they they, they sort themselves out <laughs> So uh, let's move on to Drew's email. The story in the or- the diner is totally plausible by today's standards. There is a news story back in 2014 about a guy who received a piece of junk mail from Office Max addressed to his name and daughter killed in car crash. That was the address, the the addressee. Uh, And he he gives me this L.A. Times article um, that explains it. And the man obviously was understandably taken aback by the fact the company would gather that piece of information for customer profiling purposes. Office Max uh, denied any knowledge of it happening and downplayed it by saying the junk mail was managed by a third party. And it never really followed up on. Then he also forwarded me a story from 2012 about how Target knew a guy's teenage daughter was pregnant before he did through her shopping habits.
0: Yeah, I've seen stories about that.
1: Yeah, like she they put together her like buying pregnancy tests and baby diapers and registering for certain things, like in yeah, I thought in center some kind of like baby shower registration blew up her spot. Yeah, yeah no, we're gonna definitely. I, I I'm surprised. I I would imagine that we'd see more of that, except for I think they're really good at suppressing it. They're really good at throwing that shit in, out because they don't i i mean this is me getting very conspiratorial but like fucking prove me wrong. Yeah, that's that's how that's how good that's how good philosophy works. Show oh, yeah. me how it can't be. But seriously, like this should happen a lot more often, right? They got a vested interest in us not being aware of the full creepy realizations of how much they know about us, like voluntarily. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, you know, most of us probably have something on our phones that track our physical location all the time so we can play fucking Pokemon or use Google Maps or leave a Yelp review, right? Like that's they gotta. They gotta have oh, yeah. so much. They,
0: they stuff the details of that into the places they know we won't read, like the terms of service.
1: Exactly. Exactly. They know they're they are a the fucking scary version of Santa Claus, man. Uh Joel. In the after scene of Westworld Season 2, we see Host trying to bring William, quote-unquote, back. The world we see is dilapidated in what could be the aftermath of a major war years in the past of that moment. With Serac saying that, war, that the war has already been lost in this uh, Season 3 episode, do you think that they're laying the breadcrumbs for the eventual war-slash-downfall of humanity? It seems that Serac is making the same mistake that Delos did by trying to control Maeve. I think the show has proven that humans trying to control hosts never ends well for them. Also, since we saw Emily testing him for fidelity, we also could also learn this week that the guest data and what we'd have to assume host data is out there, and Dolores is the key to unlocking it. I mean, yeah, with her holding the encryption key in her head, that is uh, sh- that is sure to come to pass. I mean, I've seen Independence Day. I know that humanity will
0: not go quietly into the night, mm-hmm. and so. Of course, if you try and overthrow humanity and destroy them, they will put up a fight and there will be a war and it'll be a major war because there are a lot of
1: us. See, I said this, that I had this idea in like episode one or no, this was in the preseason podcast even that. The reason the hosts are bringing William back in this far shattered Earth future is because Dolores or whatever the her faction represents realized that they had this cornerstone error mistake in how they dealt with William. And in just the same way that their Dalos simulation is trying to figure out how he could have a different relationship with Logan. That was his that was his point of no return that she's trying to figure out how to. Uh, to undo this mistake that they've made or, or maybe they need to bring back a human to learn from humanity what they don't have as host or something. There's, there's something um, I mean, the other thing is like, how pissed off would you be if after five seasons you found out that this was all literally an advanced simulation that Ford and Dolores were doing to find a winning play to have humans and robots coexist peacefully? And the end of the series is essentially them figuring it all out. And then you see Dolores wake up in season one and she's going to execute that plan.
0: Uh, I don't, I don't like the last part of that. Uh, I think you could do the rest of it. Um, What I don't want to happen is sort of this. I mean, I guess we wouldn't see it. We would just imply that that was the start of it. Uh, as long as it's emotionally resonant, mm-hmm. I think you could do just about any ending. Yeah, you could do it. That would be as okay long as it
1: doesn't it. suck, you can do about anything. Yeah. Uh, um,
0: but there's there are a lot of ways to make that ending suck and not a lot of ways to make it not suck.
1: Yeah, because that's the thing. is like the simulation sidesteps the, the one problem I have with the theory, which is what in the world could Dolores do hundreds of years after all this has happened or dozens of years that would undo it? Like if you're simulating Delos, you're trying to find a path where you know, you understand that Logan event and you can have him be f- uh, full fidelity and you can run as many versions of Jim Dales through that as you want. You can press as many to them in the flesh as you want. Cause you can always just go back and try to the drawing board in the real world. You can't in the real world. You can't, the only way it would make sense to do something to roll it back is if it was actually being simulated. And, but yeah, I I'm with you. It's, it's hard to imagine uh, a way they can make that work and not be silly, but we'll see. Um, Okay, I forget. I think we interrupted Joel here. Um, he talks about uh, we, so we we left. Uh, he was talking about Dolores being Nikita unlocking the host and guest data. Says this further points the host winning the war as Serac predicts and trying to bring back humans. The real question, I guess, would be why bring them back, especially William, who's not exactly been a friend to them, unless he would be their check as Dolores brought thought Bernard uh, would keep her in check. Yeah, that's so I guess this dovetails really nicely in the conversation we just had. And also a theory that I've been having for a long time, which is Bernard is going to be the villain of this season because he's trying to uphold a system that's fundamentally corrupt and enslaves humanity the way the hosts were enslaved inside Westworld. So it could be that Dolores thinks she needs Bernard and Bernard fucks everything up. So she realizes what she really needs is a sawed off asshole of a human uh, William.
0: Yeah. And I mean that, like we talked about with the differences in color of Bernard's uh, pearl mm-hmm. like last season and this season, it could be a timeline thing where they they have already tried this um, and Bernard fucked it up. And so they had to take Bernard's uh, pearl back out.
1: Mm-hmm. Give it a paint job. Give it a...
0: Right. And, and if, you know, if it is Caleb and Hale's body, then him saying like, oh, he tried to stop us. Like,
1: mm. yeah,
0: that would work there, too, because in both timelines, he's kind of tried to stop him. And,
1: yeah. Yeah. Next up Ahmed says Dolores says that until the data insight or the data act insight was able to take data freely and feed it into robo hobo. Now that the data act uh, act is in effect. Serac knows he needs to be able to predict all human interactions so he can get their data. Cue the Westworld guest data by implementing the guest data found in Rehoboam or Re- how do they say that in the show?
0: Rehoboam, I
1: Rehoboam. Yeah, that's right. I should have yeah. stuck with robo hobo. Uh, They can perform a perfect uh, fidelity for humans by this method. Is Rehoboam currently producing perfect fidelity? Also, when did OG Hale meet Serac? Um, That's a good question because Serac Insight apparently got its first data from Delos Corporation two decades ago. Mm -hmm. Charlotte looks like she would be about five years old. No, she's older. She's like in her late 30s. 30s. She'd be a teenager then. Yeah. there you go. Arnold's daughter. She's there uh, yep. kicking around her dad's office. The slick uh, silk wiping ass guy walks in and goes, hey, how would you like to instantly be super important and make a lot of money? And she's like, yeah, I want to rebel against my dad. He spends all his time with the host anyway. He's he's really attracted to this stupid blonde host uh, and I can't get any time. And and there you go. That's the plot. Yeah. It's the plot. It's the plot. And, and Hale's repeating it by by not spending time with her kid. The history is repeat; you can't get out of it. It's a loop you're on. Oh my god! It's it's um, this new favorite theory, new favorite theory. But no, I think Ahmed is like that's what we've been talking about for the early parts of the season is that Delos and Insight are two sides of the same coin, and they're looking at humanity through opposite ends of like the telescope. You know, Mm -hmm. one is, you know, looking at it has all their inmost thoughts and data scans, but it's in a highly simulated artificial environment. And the other has inductive reasoning facts based on people's actual behavior in the real world. And if you just put those two together, you could have a perfect simulation. But I don't think they got it yet. That's why you've got all the divergences that uh, RoboHobo is spinning its wheels about. Uh, John. Yeah,
0: The the thing that I wonder about that uh, is. They make it clear that like this is not a great data set, right? Because it is, and I think they say this in the after uh, the episode stuff. the the Nolan and Joy basically say they've they've seen sort of the worst of humanity, the the shitty parts of humanity unleashed in the park. So that's what they have on record. You feed that into the system. Does that give you an accurate picture of humanity? I don't think so. And I think Dolores is starting to realize that that might not be the case either when she meets up with Caleb. <laughs>
1: hmm i wonder if it has something to do with it's uh this the system's mistaken belief uh that humans can't change like yeah. if you study the wealthiest most comfortable people their change index has to be very low why would they change something that's working successfully where if you hit you know where where people do change is when they hit like rock bottom uh you mm-hmm. you know the, the old phrase is like uh Change happens when the discomfort of of staying as is is uh is worse than the pain and uncertainty of of change itself. Mm -hmm. So if you're a billionaire and you're taking these you know wild murder fantasy vacations at Westworld and you're having you're you're having a ball and you have no material wants, there's no impetus to like change something up and make big changes in yourself. If if something you experience a reversal, it's the world that's wrong, not you. Whereas you know if you're a person like Caleb, you hit rock bottom, hit the skids. Jesus, I gotta, I gotta make some changes. I gotta do something different. I gotta get my score up. Um, I wonder if that kind of sh- gives a hint of what kind of blind spots they have in human data. Could be. Uh, John's got a thought for us. Jim asked this week on Instant Talk about how putting a pearl in the Hail's body would somehow make her become Hail or be confused about being Hail. So this is something you talked about, like you know this mind-body connection theory. You didn't, you didn't uh, understand. Um. John says it bugged me too. I don't know what they're getting at with that. They've never shown us what happens when the host's internal image of themselves doesn't match with their outer body. The only swap you've ever seen is when Dolores took over Hale's body. In Altered Carbon, Takeshi Kovacs uses the mirror immediately after resleeving to force the internal image of himself out of his mind and to accept a new sleeve. But that's just cognitive dissonance. You wouldn't start becoming the person whose body you're in. Maybe if the hosts knew the real person, they would start remembering them with perfect fidelity and that would make it happen. Ooh, that's interesting. Or maybe whoever is in there had to study the person they are a lot more than we saw depicted, and that makes that person become more like you, like a host adapt- adopting to the new role in the park.
0: Yeah, so that's interesting because like um, some of the stuff that Hale's doing in this episode give me an indication that she knows some of her history, right? Like, she knows who Jake is.
1: Mm-hmm. And she knows she just- who Hale- Charlotte Hale is and her role in
0: knows who charlotte hale is yeah Yeah. and a lot of that information is just stuff that could be easily conveyed to anyone Mm -hmm. by stories Mm -hmm. um by just telling them like okay here's who charlotte hale was here was what she did um here's what her life was like so it's not necessarily that like charlotte has to be in there in some part although she definitely could be um it, it could be more of the case where like whoever's in there was just sort of filled in on her story but but only the parts that they knew about, right? There might be information well, absent, for instance, having a son.
1: I think there's something to that because, like, the hosts, what made them really tick is their corner, their emotional cornerstones. Those are the things that kind of made them who they were. Well, if you take a person and you give them new cornerstones, like uh, a bad breakup with an ex and a son that you have a difficult relationship with. Well, if they've told us in their language that the hosts are very malleable that way and they can be influenced, then it could be that she is becoming Charlotte Hale in a a real way like she's sharing her cornerstones, So, fuck, she's starting to become Charlotte. Maybe we're wrong about the data being there. It's just like it's literally a fake it till you make it story uh john continues i had this thought and it got me thinking if sirak is just a projection of robo hobo an avatar it uses in the real world and if what dolores said about rohobo having created a mirror world a composite of the real world and if that composite is running a full simulation there's lots of nested if statements here on uh, perhaps millions of people in the real world and simulations can be run faster than real time then if sirak is living in that simulation he's living in the future I've taken the divergences and warning events we see as existing in the present, that something in the present wasn't acting as predicted. But what if the divergences are the future inside the simulation? Then Sirak has to lead the future simulation and find the potential causes of future divergences in the present. Interesting. And he has
0: said that he has created the future, right? Not just mm-hmm. predicted it. Yeah, he's so.
1: pre- creating present tense. That would explain why he says the war is ongoing. They've already lost, even though no one yet knows it's happening. That would also tie into his little comment of Charlotte Hale about her only having so much time. Him knowing about Dolores having the encryption key in her head and everything else he knows. He also reveals that he knew about the whole robot uprising in Westworld Uh and yet did nothing. Like all he wanted out of it was the park data. Like as long as that happened, he didn't give a shit. Maybe. Yeah. how, How does that figure in? Like if he knew all of that, he should have been able to simulate the end goal. Like, does 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 the host and guest data fundamentally important? Is, is, is that what you need to be able to prevent this AI apocalypse? And how so? The
0: fact that I don't know, man.
1: Maybe he wants to get the host data more than the guest data because the like he's he's having trouble simulating the host more than the the real people at this point.
0: He is, definitely.
1: Um. So he, John concludes, whenever that scene was with uh, Serac that he has with Maeve, he had just learned about Dolores. If he then plugged those variables given to my Maeve into the simulation, maybe he sees a million new possibilities, not just predictions, but those predictions that are run forward in time through a total global simulation, perhaps millions of times. That's an interesting way you could do kind of time travel without being time travel.
0: Right. Yeah. And they specifically tell us the simulation runs faster. So maybe they're trying to tell us that yeah very subtly
1: it's also got like um they had a lot of fun in the inception movie with the idea of time dilation uh and I could see some really cool action scenes where hosts in a simulation are running faster, like controlling outside agents like i don't know three hundred riot control robots, and they are like almost like using like the jedi precognition to like anticipate their you know re- running real time yeah. simulations and and acting you know controlling like a, the like robots a real life
0: bullet time kind of thing yeah exactly like, like the simulated bullet shots happen and they know where exactly. they're going to go and so in real life the robots react and how, m- how
1: many simulations yeah. do you go till you wash up on a desert shore with uh an ancient <laughs> two. eight yeah just that's two two, two? You, get, yeah. you hit you hit simulated limbo in two iterations holy shit. Just Two. damn i'm gonna have to consider that math when i do my calculations <laughs> And that will wrap up our podcast for Westworld this week. Uh, Lots, lots of, lots of new information. Lots of new shit came to light. I'm Mm -hmm. wondering, because next week promises to reveal who the old friend they're going to visit, probably going to get into uh, some William.
0: Super excited for that.
1: Yeah, because that's going to touch, like, all the things we've been talking about, the themes of, like, humans and simulations and being pressed in the flesh. Like, he's the nexus of all that. Oh, yeah uh so i'm wondering if we'll get even more hints because we'll be at the halfway mark next next week too Mm -hmm. uh so if you got some more theories you got some more analysis you you got anything else you want to point out or bring to our attention please do so at westworld at baldmove.com don't forget every sunday night is immediately after the 9 p.m airing on eastern standard time of westworld jim and i take to the mics to do our instant take um if you're a club member you can watch us record that live and participate in instant talk uh, version of that podcast where we use the YouTube chat interface to get your opinions live and on the spot. Um, so you can do that. Uh, you can join at club.baldmove.com or just go to baldmove.com if you just want to see the instant take version. And like I said, that'll do it. Uh, westward of baldmove.com for feedback. We'll be back in just a few days with the instant take and then a week later with the full-blown recap. Until then, I am Aaron. And I'm Jim. Have a great week.